0: Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. Our focus here
1: on Healing Quest is holistic wellness. And part of that is keeping a close eye on something Time Magazine recently referred to as the fountain of youth that may be closer than you ever thought.
0: It doesn't have anything to do with food or exercise or emotional fitness. It's something known as sleep. Wow. <laughs> Something we all do. Who'd have thought? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, it turns out that one of the world's leading experts on that topic is right down the road from us at UC Berkeley. His name is Matthew Walker. He's professor of neuroscience and psychology at UC Berkeley. And he's the founder and director of the Center for Human Sleep Science.
0: Listeners with a great memory will remember that five months ago we quoted him here on Healing Quest. Now, I'm sure you all remember that. (laughs) Uh, He, quote, I used to suggest that sleep is the third pillar of good health, along with diet and exercise. But I don't agree with that anymore. Sleep is the single most effective thing you can do to reset your brain and body for health, unquote. You know, that's one of the most memorable quotes
1: we've had on Healing Quest all year, in my opinion. And now Professor Walker has even more to say. He has a new book coming out this month titled Why We Sleep, The New Science of Sleep and Dreams. He's not promoting the book, and in an interview with uh, Guardian over in London, he had another very memorable quote that really, really caught my eye. He says he's concerned about, quote, a catastrophic sleep loss epidemic that's Mm. causing a host of potentially fatal diseases.
0: We need to get him on the show, so So. we'll, we'll get on that, and maybe he can answer even more questions that we might have. But he says that after just one night of only four or five hours of sleep, our natural... Killer cells drop by 70%. Now, those are the cells that attack the cancer and other infections in our body every day. So he says
1: lack of sleep is directly linked to things like cancer of the bowel, prostate, and breast. I love this. He says he has what he calls a non-negotiable eight-hour sleep opportunity every night. I love the non-negotiable part. of, And also, I love the... Sleep opportunity. So instead of saying like maybe tonight, instead of when I'm when I'm turning out saying uh, sleep well, my dear, I think I'm going to uh, I'm going to take advantage of my sleep opportunity right now.
0: There you go. Well, that doesn't take you long—about two minutes—and you're out. So some guys He's are lucky, a lucky guy. <laughs> anyway. On
1: a related note, a study from England has been released showing that women require more sleep than men. Because the female brain works harder during the day, uh, this is according to scientists at uh, Loughborough University.
0: Not according to you. That, that's according to science. Okay. I'm just quoting. Uh, there you go. Well, scientists at Loughborough University. Loughborough University found that on average, women need 20 minutes more sleep every night than men. The exact amount of sleep that's needed is determined by the complexity and the intensity of the brain activity during the day. The study's
1: author says women, on average, use more of their brain than men Hmm. do because women's brains are more flexible, enabling them to do more multitasking.
0: Well, we knew that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, multitasking is not necessarily a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of research now that says, you know, just stay focused on one thing until you get it done and then go to the next. But women, because I think and I, I won't say no, as men and women now are really involved in raising children. So I think men have probably become more, more multitaskers than they used to be. Well, there's two sides of that
1: multitasking coin. So uh, I'm, yeah, I'm but always... this is just
0: what they had to say about right. that. I'm so the just studies... giving you guys credit for all you accomplish. Thank you. Okay. We'll take it. Getting enough sleep is really important because one of sleep's major functions is to allow the brain to recover and repair itself. You know, especially the part responsible for thought, memory and language and I don't know about all of you, but I'll take all the help I can get with my memory. <laughs>
1: so, In women who didn't get enough sleep, researchers discovered lots of psychological distress, depression, and anger. In men, eh, not so much. <laughs> they slept oh, yeah. through it, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Healing Quest on KFBK and iHeartRadio. I'm Judy Brooks. And, and I'm Roy Walkenhorst, and we're talking about the latest developments in the world of sleep and natural health. And finally, we at last have an explanation of what's known as the first night effect. You know, when I
1: I saw that first, I was thinking, is this a theater review or what? It's not. Uh, They're referring to what happens after, and we've all, I think, experienced this, after we had a long trip to someplace new when we're really physically tired but can't get a good night's sleep, and then we wake up the next morning feeling just as tired as we did when we went to bed. That has happened more than once.
0: Well, I always have a hard time going to sleep when we're on the road, you know. So that the so-called first-night effect has long been recognized, but until now has not uh, not been scientifically explained. So, however, a new study from Brown University reports that what's happening is that half the brain is only lightly asleep, and on guard in case the place turns out to not be safe. The study's author says
1: trouble sleep in an unfamiliar environment is a survival mode, with one hemisphere of the brain partially vigilant in case it senses unfamiliar external signals And needs to wake up the sleeper. Mm -hmm. Researchers say marine animals like whales and dolphins also have this unihemispheric sleep. It's called.
0: And they say people who travel a lot often don't have very much of this, you know, first night effect because their brains have adapted to frequently changing new environments. And that's probably. I think that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not one of those frequent travelers, scientists Here's advise re- yeah they, they advise reducing the first night effect by bringing your own pillow when sleeping away from home. Well, that's that's good if you're traveling by car, but it's kind of tough to drag your own pillow on an airplane. I don't know. It could
1: just uh, it'd be a carry-on. Okay, don't forget a podcast of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at KFPK.com, on the iHeartRadio app, and at HealingQuest.tv.
0: And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And we really want to hear from you on Facebook because um, tell us your healing stories and maybe we'll get you on the show. Up next, Michelle Bernhardt and our October Astrology Outlook. I'm Roy Walkenhurst, And I'm Judy Brooks. You're listening to Healing Quest on KFBK and iHeartRadio.